0: i hear there's rumors on the uh internet. greetings from warsaw and stockholm i'm david
1: and i'm henrik and you're listening to the check your facts podcast
0: and yes uh, we have a special guest today this is a special recording we tried to record now i think it's been half an hour anyway we have here uh, viorel pahomi from moldova uh he's uh TV host, a producer, and a media entrepre- entrepreneur.
2: Uh, and I can confirm that I'm very, very special, yes. And he's very, very <laughs> special.
0: So, hi. Uh, Welcome. To- yeah, I'm from the
1: Balkans.
2: Uh, not really, no. Moldova is not in the Balkans.
0: He says this all the time. He-
2: ah, <laughs> oh, to everyone. Yes, oh, yes. So that's You're literally not funny. How does it feel to be so not funny, Henrik?
1: You know, um, we Swedes, we aren't exactly known for being funny, so I'm excused.
0: <laughs> I a- guess, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. So, me and Virel, we are uh, at the moment in Warsaw. We're attending uh, the Rocket. Conference, like Rocky Digital Summit, as it's officially called. Viral uh, was speaking today. Actually, he was the he had the opening keynote, and he was talking about how journalism in cha- is changing, and we should deal with it. We should change with it. And we should change with it. Uh, change with it. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna talk about that, and also about all the stuff he's been doing. But uh, first, I would like. To ask you we could you like in few sentences introduce yourself like have you got to media what you did before and what are you doing now okay so um, I'm an actor
2: originally and I did I, I did some directing as well and uh, then at some point I, I realized that uh, you know because the m- movie industry is not exactly happening in Moldova right now so uh, I realized that I Reach a broader audience through television um, uh, instead of just theater. Uh, so I started kind of doing that and I did a social talk show host, uh, a, to- host uh, a social talk show. Uh, I did a social talk show at first and then uh, I transitioned into this political talk show that I host now. It's a daily uh, talk show uh, at 10 p.m. on national television. It's Uh, I guess it's something I I still do because so many people in Moldova still get their news from television and their main source of information and of like facts and opinions is television, uh, traditional television, so that's why I still do that. And I also produce a a YouTube show that was uh, the very first one in the country, uh, first guy on YouTube to be commenting uh, politics and cursing them out, basically. So people started relating to that. So that got popular uh, uh, to the point where uh, the politicians we talked about shared the, the, those videos on Facebook, you know. And, uh, um, and then a few months ago, uh, I started a uh, video storytelling project um, uh, inspired by what now this just now this news does in uh, New York City and it's called Cometa and we're kind of building that up right now trying to make it happen and uh, because we're the first with this as well in Moldova so we're kind of still finding our way and finding our audience and, and trying to figure that out so that's I guess that's all that's the thing those are the things that I do related to journalism.
1: I see. So, so about this uh, keynote you mentioned, um, what was the um, what was the key message in your speech? Uh,
2: it's, uh, it's funny you should ask because uh, the guys from the conference, the organizers, I guess, or or someone uh, in the in the team, uh, has they they. Uh, Pretty much from every speaker, they just uh, uh, they just take a phrase or or a thought, and, and they put it on Facebook. And what what they took out from my speech, and I think it pretty much sums it up. Uh, they 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 took this phrase: "Stop complaining that journalism is changing. Either deal with it, take your phone out, and make some contemporary journalism, or get out of the way and let us work." Uh, What I was trying to say, Henrik, is that a lot of people, and it angers me when when it's young people, they complain that journalism is changing too much, and Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook stories, and uh, and not Facebook stories, Facebook uh, uh, instant articles and things like that, they all ruin traditional journalism, and I basically compared them to in the beginning of my of my talk I compared them to those people that complain uh, about uh, e-readers about uh, you know Kindle and stuff and, yeah. and they say that it's not a real book because you see real books have, have like uh, 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 the, the page makes a sound when you turn it, and then they have a smell. And I, I get annoyed with people like that because I tell them that books are not for smelling. You want to smell something nice, buy a perfume or get some flowers. You know,
1: and you know, I have a candle. I think it smells pretty good. You know,
2: I I, I agree with you. It's I I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> that, Katheric, was a great joke. Uh, Thank you, <laughs> now guys. that was a good joke.
1: Yeah, funny because it's true. So. <laughs>
2: Exactly. So, you see, we're we're already getting along. You know, so that's what, what what I was saying. I was saying that I can I can understand what this when this kind of attitude comes from from old people that don't like that the journalism is not newspapers anymore and yeah. long stories that uh, a reporter has worked on for for a month or two. Uh, they don't like that it's changing. But young people, they should embrace it and they should understand that this is progress. Either you like it or not, it's gonna happen. Yeah. If you are passionate about getting getting true information and true facts to people. If, if you're an investigative journalist and at some point you are required to to uh, basically do your story in one picture in six words, then that's what you should do. Because your goal is to get the information to the people, especially to young people today, because they're very misinformed. Or we can just complain and try to bring back newspapers that will only us and, and our relatives will read.
1: That's a good way to go, too. I mean, I don't know about you, David, but you know, um, I'm having trouble arguing a- against what you're saying. Actually, you know, I totally agree with everything. It's like it's like complaining about the world changing. I mean, the world is changing, and it, and it has been changing for the past, you know, six hundred million years or so. Um, what do you say, David? Do you agree with? Oh. I'm sorry I, you know I I, I almost I, I don't I don't dare try to try to, to pronounce your name could you say just one more time and I will give it a go mine yes your name
2: URL, URL. just write it URL. down and 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 when you need to say my name just look at the piece of paper or in your phone if you're if you're more digital <laughs> <laughs>
0: it starts with, with a V like VRL Virel. 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 exactly yeah, yeah now we get Good it. Job. but back to your question uh, I am not daring to uh, I mean I, I don't really want to uh, oppose what VRL said I actually agree with it but also as I work in like traditional media we still do long stories we still do like Uh, stories which are like up to 800 words what's the like I would say the industry standard and we also do like flash news but uh, uh, the thing is uh, Yes, the younger audience requires a new approach and I think BRL is uh, hitting the sweet spot uh, with this at least trying to hit the sweet spot I guess in Moldova and uh, Tell us how is it working so far.
2: Now I, I wanted to say something. else. You see the thing with with young people that uh, is kind of happening. I kind of touched on this during okay. my during my talk. Uh, the thing that that is happening right now, and it's so much different than uh, uh, than any other point throughout history, is that <clears throat> ignorant people or misinformed people a while ago and. Basically, up until a few years ago, misinformed people or ignorant people or sometimes even idiots, they didn't know stuff because they just didn't have access to information. Some of them were uneducated, some of them weren't able to read or or write uh, Were illiterate, literally. Uh, Some of them just didn't have any kind of information and that's why they didn't know what was happening and how the world around them functions now the ignorant people they do have information they they have quite a lot quite a lot of information the thing is it's not true they get a lot of fake news they get a lot of just headlines without reading the story they get a lot of misinformation so the problem is that they think they know they are sure that the world is, is, is functioning, is, is working in this way or this way or this way. But the truth is that all they know is, is based on lies. And that, that's, that's more complicated because it's one thing to tell someone that doesn't know anything like this is what's happening right now and it's another thing to try to convince someone that they think that this wall is red to convince them that it's actually green it's very complicated so i think that's the the main uh, challenge right now and and i think i think that's it's so important to use the tools that uh, that people do want to use they want to be on snapchat great go there and do journalism there they want to stay spend their entire day on Instagram and um, okay then you have to figure out a way to go on Instagram and feed him the information he but, needs but,
0: but how, how do you how do you convince someone who thinks or has been told by like uh, uh, opinion leaders let's say politicians that uh the grass is blue how do you convince you, them the grass is well, red the, green the, the, the,
2: well you just figure it out i don't know you just yeah you have to be more convincing you have to be more charming you have okay. to i don't know you have to use someone more beautiful uh, than that politician or someone
0: more successful than that politician or someone they trust more because they, they, one, one of the should... oppositions is like if you do that you're doing propaganda as well just the other way around so where's the like where's where's the what the, do you mean I, I don't know okay, okay so if someone is saying something and is lying they're doing propaganda, right? Fake news. Okay. And uh, if you want to uh, fight against that, if you just tell someone, Oh no, it's not the grass is not blue, it's it's green. And if you say it like this, but people won't get no, it, you, you just, have to no, go further. No, you just ha- have to find a way.
2: Okay to say it in such a way that they will want to listen. Listen, when we started this okay, video... That, that I'm sorry, Kenny. Listen, When we started this video blog that, that we're still doing uh, in Moldova, when we started the Duck Show, the main thing we wanted... I got this idea in 2011, we started it in 2013, because it took me two years to find the right person. I knew I wasn't the right person, because... It comes down to this, I'm simply not charming enough for the youth, I I needed someone that is... I needed a guy, because most people in Moldova on YouTube are girls, now we have a lot of guys as well, it's like 50-50, but at first we had a lot of girls, and I needed a handsome guy that speaks interesting, that dresses nice, that is trendy, fashionable, and people will want to watch because we wanted to get the youth. And then at some point, that's why it took off because it wasn't some Old lady on television, or some old grumpy dude telling them that the politics were this way or this way. It was a young guy that was just like them, that was swearing a lot and looking like them and behaving like them and being very hip and cool and kind of semi hipsterish and semi sexy and semi. He looked like, like, like a, a, I don't know, like an actor, but he was talking about politics in a very funny way. So then, in like a year time in Moldova, believe it or not, in, in in large groups of young people, it became cool to talk about politics, it became like a thing. Do you watch Ilusha? Do you watch the doc show? Yeah, I do. Well, well, let's talk about that or let's talk about that. So they got interested in that. Sometimes. We need like a day or two to prepare a four-minute video because the subject or the matter is so serious or so important and we need to actually sit down and uh, it's the first time I'm saying this by the way we need to actually sit down and think of a minimum of 10 jokes. We need to have at least 10 jokes because if the video if if you don't say a joke for more than 20 seconds if you, we don't make them laugh they will just leave the video will not be interested will not watch until the end and our goal is not to get the views because we already got the view we, you clicked on the video we got the view but our goal is not to get the views our goal is to make them to 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 trick trick them into listening the whole thing so that's why we sit down before filming a video and we write at least 10 jokes about it that way we know that every two seconds the 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 person watching will be like (laughs) 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 right oh my god oh that's funny so they are still interested so if we have to trick them into giving them true information if we have to trick them by by joking then so be it then that's what we're gonna do that's what I'm saying doing whatever it takes if they want if at some point they will want to hear their news from a porn star I'm gonna start producing porn and I'm gonna find a porn star (laughs) that will tell them the truth about politics I'm not being I'm not saying that actually will happen I'm giving you an example that I'm I believe that if people are getting the information a certain way and want to consume it a certain way if your goal is to give them information you have to produce it that way you have to make it appealing to them if your goal is to be a, a, a very cool journalist that doesn't care about the audience okay then you can write your stories and you and your mother will read them
1: I have to say that you know I may not necessarily agree with the methods, but, you know, I can see that you have a very strong passion um, for journalism, Um, almost, you know, it comes off as almost aggressive passion for journalism, but the thing is, the, the thing I like about this is that you are pointing this passion um, inwards to journalism, because that's something that, that makes me very frustrating about the situation right now. It's like people complaining about journalism changing are pointing the frustration to towards the readers and towards the politicians and towards whoever, instead of trying to like um, focus on what can we do how can we improve how can we change
2: I totally agree uh, I, I, I am passionate I'm not I, I don't think it's an aggressive passion about towards it, journalism it's an aggressive passion for the truth I have a thing I, I don't lie on my show I, I we don't lie on this YouTube channel and we don't lie on my on my video storytelling project and-, and I and I have a, a I, I am very I, I agree with you it it's an aggressive passion for the truth and and so many people lie in that country mm. that i I know the way things are happening and I want young people to be interested in mm. in, in, in this thing in these things because they don't watch the news of course they don't they don't even know what a TV remote is yeah.
0: True. And uh, j- just just one, one thing, so Viral was having the, the keynote today, he was the, uh, speaking of the, the presentation, I was sitting beside some friends and, and uh, afterwards he, he did a, a panel, he, he, was the, the, he was hosting a panel uh and in the panel he was like again very passionate because he was confronting his like three guests with his ideas his opinions and all people i could see the people like wow he's the host why why is he expressing his opinions so much and so strongly so it came out as like the speakers were you know they had like uh like little arguments for their opinions and he could express it like really really well and uh, articulate them like passionately and so the audience was more like oh okay so we know what this guy is saying but what are the other guys talking about and that was at at some point i had this feeling and some of the friends confirmed it but what i was the well Everyone could see that he's passionate about, and and that's I, th- I think that's what's uh, driving maybe uh, your like, we can say success, right? Like uh, XY success, like uh, your, success, oh. like <laughs> you, you being like not famous, but like uh, you can talk about. Politics which is like uh, for young people or for the audience not very sexy topic And but they will get it because you're that passionate about it. I am.
2: Yes, Uh, and I I know that sometimes it's too much But uh, you know everything I do I do with passion and I'm a very emotional person and uh, the only the only reason I do get angry sometimes is because I care and the only reason I sometimes speak more than my guests I do this on my show as well is because they are not they're not saying clear and, and 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 clear thoughts. They are just talking about whatever. And uh, uh, I think I think that it's important to uh, if someone is listening to you to me as as a person that's putting ideas out into the world. whether it be TV, YouTube, Facebook, conferences like this, or moderating a panel, or or giving a, a, a talk? Uh, to me. I feel a huge responsibility towards the people that are listening to me because I know that in my time I was shaped. That like a lot of my principles and a lot of things that I do have, I was shaped by by some people that I heard at a conference or I saw an interview with or stuff like that. And I feel a responsibility towards the people that listen to me. I don't want to waste their time and I want want the things that are said on the stage to be truthful. Why I got a little bit angry today was because people were pretending like something is not there. And I don't like that. You know that about me. So I just... I just took it up on myself to say, okay, let's just say that we're talking about Trump. Let's just call the spade a spade, and then and then we can move on. I guess
0: it's, it's interesting right? that people um, are afraid to go political and to like express their feelings in uh, in front of an audience they don't know. Because no, they I don't...
2: think you know what I think. Okay. I think. The weird thing is that we are a conference where the majority of people are journalists yes. and we shouldn't get political and we shouldn't talk <laughs> politics. What
1: the hell? Um, uh, you, about, you know, uh, Talking about politics and, and journalism, you mentioned that that um, there are lo- lots of lies in the Moldovan journalism. So how would you describe the, the situation in Moldova? Um, in, in, you know- in what regard? In in Moldo- Moldovan journalism.
0: Okay, so like uh, let's let's uh, imagine someone is listening to this podcast. It's first time they are hearing about Moldovan media. Yeah. Like you're the first media, you know, I... like journalist from Moldova. And so what's the situation okay. like? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an
2: example. Okay, just I hope I, I think this will tell you a lot. So we had the presidential election in November. Uh, the, in the second round, there were two people left, uh, the guy that won with 52% of the votes was Igor Dodon, and the woman that lost with 48% was Maya Sandu. So she was the subject of scrutiny and attacks from almost the entire media of Moldova because Everybody was attacking her. Her opponent owns a lot of TV stations and websites and his partners and own a lot of them. So they started making everything about her and and just just being very, very cruel to her. And at some point, one of the websites that belonged to, to the male candidate did a story. And they said that... Maya Sandu had a meeting with Angela Merkel and that she promised that the minute she becomes president, she will take 30,000 refugees, Syrian refugees to Moldova and that every family in Moldova would be forced, would be obligated to host a Syrian family. And they did this story that is not only made up. It doesn't make any fucking sense. First of all, the president in Moldova doesn't have such powers. Second of all, Syrians would not come to Moldova because it's basically Syria without the bombs. Third of all, it's not possible. A president doesn't just say that you will host a Syrian, a family of Syrians, Syrian refugees, and you have to say, yes, a president in Moldova can't force you to do this. It's, it's not North Korea. I saw the story. I said, oh my God, they're going crazy. They're not going this low. In two days, the story was all over the, the television, that, the television stations that needed to show it. And I kid you not, everybody in the country was talking about this. And I had friends that would call up their parents and say, and ask mom, who you're going to vote, like my friends. And their mom would say, I'm not voting for her. I'm not hosting uh, Syrian refugees in my house. All our village is going to vote for him because we hate him, but we're not voting for her. We don't want the 30,000 refugees in Moldova. Whoa, that's amazing. And no matter how hard she tried at every debate to tell that that was a lie, nobody believed her. No matter how hard the independent media tried to say that that was uh, made up, it, it was so, such a shocking news story, it was such a shocking story that they heard it and they didn't want to hear any excuses after that it worked, it didn't work on the entire country but it worked so much, I was so shocked how many people actually believed that and now I can sit in Chisinau in the capital of Moldova in the center at a table at a table in a pub and hear young people talking about this story and believing it so yeah henrik that was my answer it's
1: bad man it's yeah, bad. yeah it sounds it sounds outrageous you know um <laughs> uh, even though you know I've, I've heard about similar stories from other countries you know from ukraine from uh, even italy when silvio berlusconi was uh, you know the prime minister, but it's like uh, it, it always feels like it's it's you know like watching a, an episode of Twilight Zone. And you can't really grasp the the magnitude of it somehow. But you know, having you here actually talking to a person who works in you know with journalism as a journalists, um, being a, a sort of first person witness to this, it's like you know. My God, this is happening in Europe. Well, it's like East, a, Eastern Europe. It's not exactly. <laughs> it's not exactly. It's practically <laughs> it, the Balkans. It's practically it, no, uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 a very good joke. No, uh, it's okay. half Europe, half Russia, basically. Yeah.
0: But uh, what's what's uh, interesting about the story, and it was circulated uh, in. I would say major media like uh, international after the elections, elections in Moldova uh, and elections in the United States, they were compared because they were like similar in a way that there was a woman can- candidate running against a male and the male candidate was uh, fighting like. Uh, With fake news. Yeah. 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 So it's true. It's
2: true. They had similar campaigns. And uh, uh, I think he was very much inspired by Donald
0: Trump. And and it worked. It worked in Eastern Europe, okay? And it worked in like the. It worked in the United States. It worked Mm. in the
2: UK with Brexit. It worked in Moldova. It worked in Romania with the Socialist Democratic Party winning the elections. It's going to work in France. Marie Pen is leading. Yeah, it's 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 gonna get that. Uh, what's the? And you know,
1: that it's, it's actually it's actually working in in progressive countries okay. like Sweden and Norway and, and Finland. And, okay, and, okay, Sorry, I know, Finland I know, and and the Netherlands, country. yes. But yeah, but you know, in Sweden we have this this horrible uh, nationalist party, which got you know they got like twelve percent of the votes, um, last election two thousand and fourteen 18. So they got a platform now. Yeah, and you know, it's been growing and the thing is that these platforms they aren't like isolated to to A few countries. It's they are growing rapidly in in all of Europe in Northern Europe in Eastern Europe in Western Europe You know, they are everywhere and as soon as they like As soon as they get some wind um, You know somewhere it's like it's spreading like a disease so quickly like in Norway and Denmark they've had uh, nationalist parties in the government for years now you know and we were like no this is never gonna happen in Sweden you know we are Sweden is a progressive country um, you know all about tolerance and everything and then you know boom 2010 this nationalist party got in uh, to the to you know uh, parliament uh, with like five percent of the votes. Now they're twelve percent, and and they're going to keep growing. Expected, yeah, they're going to you know they're expected to to get like some somewhere between eighteen and twenty uh, percent of the votes in 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 the the election two thousand and eighteen. And that's just it's it's bizarre.
2: And the same thing is happening in in um, in the Netherlands. That Dutch guy, I forget his name right now, that wants to close the borders and not allow anyone in. And all the money that we give to the European Union should go to uh, should go to the Dutch people and people that live here. And the same messages that was were said uh, during Brexit uh, uh, that was said by Trump uh, are not said by him. And he's like leading the polls. And it's it, it's astonishing because you are used to think that Oh, it's the Netherlands. Oh, it's Sweden. Oh, it's Norway. Of course, what? it's not going to happen there. They're so well-educated and well-informed. Apparently, not everybody. Or, apparently, people are, uh, you know, uh, more gullible. Easy to, yeah, say.
1: easy to decept. People are, are easily... More gullible, yeah.
0: Sir. yeah they are easy to, to yeah okay Did so we... but uh, so we're getting back to the the question like how to fight against that I mean, this, working this episode well.
1: is like this episode is, is quickly turning into like doomsday episode <laughs> check your facts podcast well
2: well I, I'm sorry guys I'm sorry for everyone who's listening I, the, the, but oh it's the bitter truth yes let's 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 just accept the truth and uh, maybe. You know, the first step to fixing a problem is is admitting you have one. We do have a problem right now. Not just in Moldova, not just in the States, in the entire civilized world, actually. Yeah. We have a huge, huge problem. And uh, uh, the, it was expected for so many years that the soldier that would... This, I'm using a, a very lay metaphor but the soldier to protect the truth and to get the truth to people was was journalism and now journalism is is transforming into fake news and all people complaining that they cannot do their complicated stories and nobody reads them uh, but but people do read only they they read short stories that they read fake news on instagram and on snapchat and that's how they get their information and that's how they get their quote-unquote facts and and uh, uh, it's happening so i think we as as professionals and everybody that that is somehow related or can help we should all just i don't know i don't know what the solution is but i know that we should spend every minute of our working hours trying to find one hmm.
0: that's um, that's actually
1: a great message yeah very very much so um i'm going to have to to get going soon but I'm very interested to hear a little bit about the summit you're in, you know um, you're attending. So perhaps we could could um,
0: like wrap this um, up. I'll, with... I'll, yeah, let's wrap this up. I'll I'll just say with two words like the summit is like uh, organized by the digicomnet.org, right? That's yeah, the, the digital communication Digi- network. Digital, digital right. communication networks again. digicomnet org and uh yeah it's in warsaw there are like journalists from 30 plus countries all around europe uh there are like speakers from all these different countries and it's a two-day conference i'll try to uh book for our podcast for one of the next episodes maybe the uh, president of the digicom net uh nino uh I, I hope she will have the time because she's a busy person I won't. I won't ask her to <laughs> now during the summit because she's obviously uh, super busy with the summit. But I'll. I'll we, we will but try I'm, to book
1: her. Are okay? you Are you feeling inspired? Yes. I mean, are, are you ready to to go out there and you know fight for digital journalism? <laughs>
0: Well, I'm doing that uh, still, but um, yeah, I mean, you still need to get inspired uh, at times and uh, it's more like about networking. I came here mostly because to like meet people, because I, I, I knew, I mean, we, I don't get to meet are all that much. And uh, other guys, we, we were together on an exchange. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Uh, Final message. Yeah, are... final
2: message. My final message is uh, what I said earlier. I think we should uh, uh, we should realize that we have a huge problem in our hands, and we need to use every tool we have, every every resource we have, and every time there's a new thing popping up, a new app, a new trend, a new thing that's happening, we need to be the first on that. We need to be very good at that. Learn how to use it, and and use it to. Uh, promote the the truth and and fight lies that's that's basically the job of, of a contemporary journalist I think that's the job yeah. and and we have to do everything in our power to make it work
0: yeah okay thank you for that uh, uh, sh- I'll I'll just say, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you found us on SoundCloud, um, or just add us to your podcast app. Our website is checkyourfacts.eu, EU as in European Union, so checkyourfacts.eu. You can follow us on all the social media, and uh, I guess... Uh, you can also follow us, like subscribe to our newsletter. Okay? we do newsletter. Yeah, yeah, and also
1: um, check out our medium blog because we intend to to blog about new episodes and and uh, um, some you know behind the scenes making of the podcast and some useful uh, tips and tools. So uh, with that being said, we would like to thank you. Um, Viorel. Viorel, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. Was was this a Swedish joke or was it like? No, it wasn't. You know, I was I was gonna say it, and then you know I thought I had this. There you go. Now I can see his name tag. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't. Do